Hello everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today is the final installment of the best of episode series that I've been doing. I've had so much fun with these and I could probably keep going. I had like four more episodes that I wanted to do in this series, but I think it's time to move on. So this is going to be the last one that I release, and then I've got some fun guests coming up that I'm excited about. So this is different, but I initially recorded this episode yesterday. Episodes always release on Thursday. And I was using the podcast notes from episode number four called Why I Don't Stretch. And I added some things to that episode and kind of took some things out. But to be honest, I didn't really feel great about the episode as I was recording it. And then I listened to it again this morning and I was just thinking to myself, man, I feel like there's so many things about this episode that I could say in a different way. I think that I kind of misspeak a few times and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to re-record this. I rewrote the episode. I um, kind of kept some things and tweaked some things. And this is the first time I've ever done this, but I actually deleted the episode that came out today and I am replacing it with this new audio. So I hope that the way I talk about things in this episode will be more helpful than the original time I recorded it. So this is a first for sure, but I did take some of the things from episode number four called why I don't stretch. And I'm going to talk about tightness. I'm going to talk about why tightness happens from a neuromuscular standpoint. And I'm going to add some things that I didn't add originally in the episode number four. And the first time I recorded this podcast, we'll talk about why I don't stretch for tightness. I'll go into what I think is more beneficial for mobility, and I'll talk about if you want to add stretching into your routine, how I recommend doing that. So I'm going to talk about stretching in a way that may surprise you. And I want to say that this is the school of thought that I have ultimately adopted over the last few years, but I've actually been on both sides of this. So the stretching camp and then the not stretching camp. Because I used to be a yoga instructor and I used to teach yin yoga, which is a form of yoga where you're sitting in deep, deep stretches for like minutes on end. And when I was first exposed to this information that maybe stretching isn't the best thing to resolve tightness or to treat certain areas, I really had an identity crisis and I was very resistant to this information because up until that point, I spent my whole life like I was a cheerleader growing up. I loved stretching. I could do the splits. I was super flexible. And then I became a yoga teacher where I was big about like, okay, we need to stretch. Everybody needs to spend a lot of time stretching. And I, um, when I even taught fitness classes that weren't yoga, I was known for taking lots of time at the end of class to stretch. And so when I was first exposed to this information in PT school, And then right after PT school, I was very resistant to it because I had kind of formed an identity around being flexible and doing lots of stretching. And so when I finally came around to it, I am so glad that I did because I don't stretch anymore. And not to say that I couldn't change my opinion again in the future if some emerging evidence changes my mind, but this now makes the most sense to me. And I want to explain it in a way that ultimately allowed me to kind of transition my mindset. And I'm really glad I I did because when I was stretching all the time, the irony is that I always felt tight. And I think that doing a lot of stretching actually left me unstable in some ways and left me more susceptible to injury. So the irony is I don't stretch anymore and I feel a lot less tight 
than I used to. Now, I've changed a lot about my routine in addition to stretching. I'm no longer overusing my body. I don't I don't have a crappy exercise routine like I used to, and so I don't feel the need to stretch because my body doesn't feel tight. But I want to get into kind of all of this today and talk about why I don't stretch and why we don't do a lot of stretching in our classes. Peyton, one of our instructors who is also a physical, a former physical therapist and now works full time for Evlo is also kind of in the same school of thought as I am, which I think is one of the reasons why she was attracted to Evlo and why she ultimately became a teacher. And I think a lot of other physical therapists are kind of threading this into their school of thoughts as well. So it's becoming a lot more widespread than when I first released this podcast two years ago, which I think is really interesting. But again, this is just one school of thought. If your physical therapist is recommending that you stretch, I'm not saying to not listen to them because they are evaluating your body and they might have a very good reason for giving you a certain stretch. So I'm not saying don't listen to your physical therapist. I'm not saying don't ever stretch. I'm not saying there's never an appropriate reason for stretching. I just want to present this in the way that I think could be helpful for the general general fitness population. So let's get into it. Why I don't stretch. People are shocked when I tell them I don't do a lot of stretching for tightness because I just don't believe it's the best tool to solve tightness. If we reframe tightness to be a symptom, which I'll talk about in detail, simply stretching to treat that symptom may not ever resolve it. We have to look at what is causing the tightness. We can't know if this tightness is actually for a very good reason. Like maybe your body is trying to protect you from something because it senses instability. So in order to understand why I don't think stretching is as beneficial as we've been led to believe, we have to discuss tightness, why tightness happens and how tissues adapt to stretching. Tightness is a safety mechanism from your nervous system when your nervous system feels unstable or unsafe. Your nervous system is always trying to protect you and keep you from injuring yourself. The role of tightness is to protect you from moving into a range of motion that your body can't fully stabilize, whether that's because of inflammation or decreased awareness in a certain position. Your nervous system is like, we're not safe in that position, so I'm going to tighten and restrict you from moving too deeply. Your tissues don't have a mind of their own. They're controlled by your nervous system. They're controlled by outputs delivered from your nervous system. Your nervous system is constantly taking in inputs from your environment to decide how tight or how mobile you can be. If your nervous system senses a threat, you will tighten up. If your nervous system feels safe, you will feel more mobile and free and comfortable. Think of like walking on ice. So you don't just like casually strut across ice with like loose limbs and a free body. Your body is generally like tight and rigid and you're very restricted. Everything is in towards your midline and contracted. And this is a unconscious mechanism that your nervous system does to keep you stable stable and safe and avoid falling. The same mechanism happens on a macro scale and a micro scale across your whole body, oftentimes without your conscious awareness. Your nervous system is constantly monitoring your physical body to determine the level of threat around you. So tightness often happens because your nervous system is detecting something's wrong. There's a threat. I need to tighten in order to keep you safe. Your nervous system is gathering information via five types of receptors that live in the tissues of your body. 
These receptors act like a security system. They're taking in information via your environment, via your five senses, often without your conscious awareness. And they are relaying that information to your brain. Your brain synthesizes that information and responds via an an output, whether that be tighten you up or maybe give you a sensation of pain, or maybe there's no threat and there's lots of clean information. So your nervous system's like, okay, cool, giddy up. You can be mobile and free and generate lots of great muscular output and feel comfortable. So these five receptors that are signaling information to your nervous system are mechanoreceptors, thermoreceptors, nociceptors, electromagnetic receptors, and chemoreceptors. We're not going to go over all of them in detail, but the ones we're particularly interested in are mechanoreceptors. These are the receptors that live in your tissues and sense uh, physical touch, vibration, pressure, and stretch. So you'll see us cueing in our classes a lot of times, like if you're not feeling a muscle, if you're not able to contract that muscle and really connect to it, you can use your nervous system to improve that contraction via stimulating mechanoreceptors via physical touch. So like rubbing a muscle, applying some pressure. Um, You can even like tap. All of those things can help give your nervous system better input via those mechanoreceptors and therefore get better output. You'll also see us doing this in our stability classes where we're trying to improve neuromuscular connection, therefore improve contraction, therefore improve stability and mobility. So you'll see us contracting a muscle, hold, 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 relax. And then I I teach you how to uh, palpate that muscle at the origin and insertion and palpate the meat of the muscle. Then you get back into the same stability exercise, contract again. And a lot of times when you contract for the second time, you'll notice you're able to contract with a lot more efficiency. So that's all because we've stimulated these mechanoreceptors. Mechanoreceptors are the types of receptors that, again, we're particularly interested in when it comes to tightness, because a class of mechanoreceptors called proprioceptors will detect your joint position, will detect muscle strain, and will detect load. So understanding that these receptors exist to give your nervous system information about your level of safety is really important. Your nervous system interprets the information and decides to maybe give you a sensation of tightness in order to keep you safe. But tightness is actually a subjective sensation similar to pain. Tightness is something that you can't measure objectively. You can say like, okay, I feel tight from a scale of one to 10, but it's impossible to actually objectively measure tightness because it's it's just a feeling. It's a perception. You can measure range of motion, But what's interesting is even people with great range of motion can feel tight. Hypermobile people who have generally more than enough range of motion, sometimes to the point where it's problematic, can still feel tight. So tightness is not necessarily a problem. And I want to talk about that here in a moment. It's just kind of a check engine light from your nervous system. The check engine light, if we think about when there's something wrong with your car, the light on the dash will come on signaling to you that something's up with the engine and we need to go service the car. So when that light comes on, we look at the engine and we try to fix what is causing the light to come on. And once we fix that, the light goes off. So tightness is the same way. Tightness is like the light. Tightness is the check engine light. 
the tightness is not necessarily the problem. It's just the indication that something is going on, that there's something maybe underlying that's causing this tightness. So tightness is just kind of this like red flag and not always a red flag. Sometimes that scares people. It might just be a yellow flag that maybe you shouldn't go deep into that range of motion because it could be dangerous. Maybe your body doesn't have good information over there. Maybe your body is trying to protect you from damaging a vulnerable tissue. Tightness can indicate that something is going on in that joint itself. So let's say your hamstrings are tight. It could indicate that something is going on in the knee itself but it also could indicate that something's going on up the chain or down the chain. For example, oftentimes people's hamstrings will tighten up and instead of stretching the hamstrings, the reason why their hamstrings could be tight is maybe because they have something going on in their low back and their body is trying to protect them from going deep into a flexed position of their body because maybe there's like a little bulge disc or whatever it might be. Your nervous system has information that a lot of times you aren't consciously aware of. So I no longer practice as a physical therapist since Evel is now my full-time job. But when I was practicing, I never just looked at someone's symptomatic area only. I always looked up and down the chain because your body is so smart and has this information that you aren't consciously aware of and is giving you tightness and decreased range of motion, usually for a pretty good reason. Now, I'm not saying that we should ignore tightness because like pain, it's a way to capture our attention and get curious about what's going on in the engine. It's that check engine light. However, I'm just not a big believer in bypassing your nervous system's natural protective mechanism by shoving you into a deep stretch that your body is really resisting just to try to improve the tightness or chase the symptom. Because if tightness is that symptom, The check engine light, just trying to fix the light, just trying to fix the symptom won't solve the problem. We have to look at why the light is coming on in the first place. So why does your body give you sensations of tightness? There are many reasons for tightness and some of them are very good reasons that we don't necessarily need to solve for. Sometimes you want to have some level of tightness to protect your body. Many times with acute tightness, so tightness that you know, comes on and doesn't last for a very long time, maybe just a few days, like the tightness you may experience the day or two after a workout. A lot of times with that type of tightness, you just need to give your body the space to heal and do its thing. I always say this, but your best recovery tool is your own immune system. Your best recovery tool is not foam rolling or, or ice baths or, red light therapy or whatever it is, your best, most powerful recovery tool is your own immune system. It knows exactly what to do and how to do it. So if you give your immune system the space to do its thing, if you sleep correctly, sleep enough, if you're managing stress, if you're eating and hydrating well, many times your body will resolve any underlying inflammation that is triggering this tightness and you'll feel better. So sometimes acute tightness is, is no big deal. And you might just give it a few days to let your body do its thing and then you might feel better. Now, we don't want to constantly feel tight from our workouts, but it may happen now and again. If you are constantly feeling tight and developing more chronic tightness or tightness that you feel lasts for weeks or months on end, that might be something that we want to take a deeper dive into. So let's talk about chronic tightness and why it happens. Chronic tightness generally happens for a few reasons. The first is overuse from exercise. This is something that I talk about all the time on the podcast, but it's so important to address this because I think if 
ultimately, if you're not going to solve this, you will, you will have so many other issues that you won't be able to solve. So I would say that the primary reason for tightness and fitness enthusiasts is overuse. I see so many people going to fitness classes where they're doing squats and burpees and they're, or they're cycling and doing the same movement patterns day in and day out. If you are going to a fitness class where you're doing lunges, many, many lunges and many, many burpees in every single class, you're probably overusing your body and your body doesn't have the chance to keep up with healing the tissues that you're damaging in your workout. So your nervous system is trying to give you this warning sign of tightness in order to get you to back off. It's that check engine light that's telling you like, Hey, we are getting an inappropriate stimulus. We need to change something. Or at the very least, it restricts your range of motion so that you can't move into a deep range of motion where there's inflammation and vulnerability. So unless you adopt a routine that isn't overstressing your body, all of the stretching or foam rolling or cold plunging or red light therapy is not going to be a permanent fix for you. The tightness is going to continue to return. You truly have to stop overusing your body. And by the way, side note, you will see so much better results when you stop overusing your body because muscles grow when they have proper recovery. People think that people are scared to like transition their routine from, from overuse to a more appropriate workout routine because we're so conditioned to think that workouts need to be super hard and grueling, but that's not how your body adapts. That's not how your physiology is built. When you stop overusing your body, you're actually going to see better results. So if you're feeling chronically tight, I would first look at your routine and tweak your routine. Take out anything where you feel like you might be overusing your body. Other reasons for inflammation and tightness can be prolonged positioning. So sitting for a long period of time, this is something that I struggle with. I know it always surprises people because I'm a fitness instructor, but you know, I teach for an hour or less a day. And then for the rest of the day, I'm pretty stationary. I have to get myself to, to move a lot. So this is a problem for me. Another reason is stress, either emotional or physical stress, dehydration, and then obviously you can have tightness from a physical injury, even if that injury was a long time ago. So if tightness is a protective mechanism from your nervous system and a symptom, should we be stretching to solve tightness? Stretching to resolve or prevent tightness is usually, again, treating the symptom instead of treating the underlying cause. We don't know why your body is tight. Is it tight because it's fighting to heal underlying inflammation? Is there damaged tissue that you aren't consciously aware of that your body is restricting range of motion to heal that tissue or to keep you from further damaging it? Are you unfamiliar and unstable in a certain position because you don't have neuromuscular awareness there? So stretching may provide temporary relief, but I have seen so much better results and longer term benefits from first, number one, removing what is causing the tightness, if you can, oftentimes overuse, and then attempting to improve stability and neuromuscular awareness via mobility drills, stability, breath work, and then strength training. So these are all the things that you'll see in the Evlo workouts. And this is ultimately the reason why we don't do a lot of stretching. We focus more on stability, mobility, breath work, and improving neuromuscular outputs. There are benefits to stretching. And again, there might be cases where stretching is appropriate. So if your physical therapist is giving you stretches, it's because they're evaluating you and they're giving you that stretch for a good reason. But in this podcast and 
you know, in my classes, we're talking to the general fitness person. I'm not talking about treating you as a physical therapist. So these are my recommendations in just like a general fitness routine, not necessarily as a treatment for injury. So that's my educated opinion about stretching to resolve tightness. And again, I've come full circle on this from teaching yoga and really prioritizing flexibility training to ultimately thinking about this from more of a stability, mobility, nervous system standpoint. Obviously there's different schools of thought on this. I'm not saying my way is the only way, but it's just kind of something to think about and consider. Okay. So that's tightness. Tightness aside, let's talk about stretching and what it's doing for the tissues of your body. And then I want to get into my recommendation on how to improve mobility. We'll talk about cool downs and what, why we do cool downs the way we do them. And then we'll talk about like, if you absolutely love to stretch and you want to incorporate it into your routine, we'll talk about that. So what is stretching physically doing for the tissues of your body? The research does indicate that stretching improves flexibility temporarily. There are two different rationales for why stretching improves flexibility, sensory and mechanical. So the mechanical theory states that your muscles are actually changing in shape and getting longer in response to a stretch. Whereas the sensory theory states that your tissues aren't necessarily getting longer. All that's happening is you are tolerating a certain position more. So the tissues can relax deeper into that range of motion. Most of the research agrees that the temporary increase in flexibility due to stretching is from the sensory theory more than the mechanical theory. So the sensory theory in that you are improving your tolerance to a specific position. You're improving your ability to relax into a specific position, not that your muscles are actually getting longer. Most studies show that muscles contract and relax. They don't actually stretch or get longer past their fully relaxed state. And stretching just allows your muscles to relax into a certain position. So this sounds like a great thing. However, I do have two problems with this. And this is kind of where I differ from, uh, again, other schools of thought that like lots of stretching. Number one, like I touched on earlier, we don't know why your body is resisting a certain position. So unless we understand the reason for tightness, we're just treating the symptom and the tightness will likely return unless the underlying cause is addressed. And then number two, do we want to shove our bodies into a range of motion that your nervous system is resisting? Because Again, since we don't know the reason, there might be a really good reason why your body doesn't want to go into this very deep range of motion. And are we even stable in that new range? I use the example of hypermobile people. They have lots of range of motion, but they can't control that range of motion often. And so they'll get injured. So even though it may seem like a good thing that they have all this range and they have all this freedom, it's often actually to their detriment. So if we open up our body's range of motion via stretching and feel looser and feel good, but our body doesn't have the ability to control that new range of motion. Are we safe in that new major range of motion? So that's something to consider. And then a third problem arises with stretching in that some studies show that it can temporarily reduce muscular output. So this means that your muscles may feel temporarily weaker after stretching. And again, not all studies agree on this, so it's impossible to know really if it's true or not at this point, but I think that we should err on the side of caution in the chance that it is true and it does reduce muscular output or it does cause temporary weakness. 
I don't necessarily recommend stretching before or during exercise because the last thing we want to do is temporarily weaken our muscles and reduce their capacity to contract prior to loading them in a workout. So if you're asking yourself, okay, so stretching might not be what's resolving my tightness. What is, what does improve tightness? What does improve mobility? I'm a big believer in improving stability. When your body feels more stable and safe, you will have all of the functional mobility that your structure or the shape of your bones and tissues allows for. Because remember, mobility is determined by your nervous system. When your nervous system feels safe, that is when your mobility will improve. Improving stability comes in the form of being able to cleanly contract and relax all of the muscles around a particular joint. Muscles contract and relax. Now there's a spectrum to how well these muscles can contract or relax. And a lot of that has to do with awareness and inflammation. If you have a lot of inflammation because you're overusing your body, you'll have decreased awareness, decreased mobility, decreased ability to contract muscles. And therefore you might have tightness and reduced results from your workouts. However, if you have a healthy neuromuscular connection, or clean wiring from your brain to the muscle, you should be able to touch any muscle in your body and contract that muscle immediately and relax it fully. Contract on demand and relax on demand. Many of us don't have this level of neuromuscular control for every single muscle in our body, whether that's from overuse or from being in one joint position for too long or from not exercising and using muscles or from inflammation from poor diet or dehydration, lots of reasons. But we can improve that neuromuscular control by improving awareness to the tissue via practices like contract relax techniques and also by stimulating that muscle via touch, stimulating the mechanoreceptors like I talked about earlier. In the Evelyn membership, how we do it is we have a joint stability program where I walk you through an assessment of your entire body. We go through a range of motion assessment where we assess every single joint or all the main joints of your body from your feet all the way up to your neck. Because as I said earlier, tightness is is subjective. So we have to get some objective data about how your body is moving from one side to the other. And you'll find some areas that, oh, my right shoulder rotates this far, but my left shoulder, not so much, or or that's harder to do on my left versus my right. And we get some objective data about how your body is moving. And then we can use that data to then take stability classes for each joint. So let's say like, okay, my left foot has this range of motion. My right foot is really limited. Okay. I'm going to go take the foot and ankle stability class, and I'm going to work on my left foot. And by improving the contractile tissues around your left ankle, you'll be able to move more smoothly into a range of motion. And a lot of times your motion will even out from right to left. This process, when combined with a routine that is not overusing or overstressing your body, is truly so much longer lasting and potentially safer than just shoving your body into intense stretches all the time, especially when your nervous system is resisting that position for one reason or another. I want to be clear. This is not physical therapy. This program does not treat injury. This program does not replace physical therapy. Think of it more as a way to improve stability and therefore improve mobility and ultimately improve the results that you're seeing in your workout. So it can really help you feel better and perform better. 
So stability work or neuromuscular re-education still requires lots of repetition and lots of practice. It's not necessarily a magic pill, right? Because motor learning or developing a new pattern of movement takes lots and lots of repetition. Just like it takes practice to learn any new skill, like how to swing a golf club, it takes a lot of repetition for your body to learn and carve out this new neuromuscular wiring to a tissue to ultimately stick, to improve your range of motion and freedom within that joint. Now you could do all the stability in the world. And although I'm a a fan of stability over stretching for the general fitness enthusiasts, it's not going to be a magic pill if you are not addressing why your tissues are getting tight in the first place. A while back, I had some people wanting me to create a separate membership just for the stability part of the membership. And I ultimately decided not to do that because I think that these people wanted to do their intense workouts that were overusing their body and causing all this inflammation in their tissue and then use the stability work to kind of improve their symptoms. And again, I think that that was going to be a bandaid and I ultimately didn't feel good doing that because I knew that, okay, you can use stability work as a band-aid. It'll make you feel better temporarily, but if you go back to hammering away at your body, you're ultimately never going to make any progress. You're always going to kind of be running in circles. I like to use the analogy of a splinter. You get a splinter in your foot. Instead of just taking out the splinter, you put a band-aid on it, you rub it, you maybe take some ibuprofen and maybe it feels a little bit better, but it's never going to fully heal and improve unless you remove the splinter, take it out. So the same goes for a workout program that's overusing your body. If you're feeling all broken down from your workouts, stability work will for sure help you and give you some benefit and definitely make you feel better, but it's not going to be the fix. You need to look at overall stress, hydration, recovery, your workout program. You need to have a great workout routine, but if those things are off, you could still feel tight since your body is in a state of survival, fight or flight, and trying to protect you. I also like to say that if you are newer to Evlo, and let's say you're coming from a program where you're like, okay, I was clearly overusing my body, now I'm coming to Evlo, and you're feeling super tight and restricted, sometimes I recommend taking a few days before you start our program to let your body like heal and recover and catch up. Because I think that if you jump from overusing your body straight into Evlo, it's still exercise, right? So sometimes you need to kind of wipe the slate clean and allow your body to fully recover before you start our program. I think you're going to see a lot better benefits if you do that than if you just jump right into it. Also, I think it's important to know when it's time to take a reset week. I personally like to take four to seven days off exercise about once a quarter. So every eight to 12 weeks. And if you're starting to feel some tightness that maybe isn't going away, or you feel like you're getting weaker in your workouts or like you aren't progressing, those reset weeks can really help your body heal from your workouts and kind of catch up. And then you'll come back after that reset week stronger and looser, and you'll see better results when you're back. And this is backed by research. This is not just like a woo-woo thing. It really is important to kind of take those weeks um, those weeks off every now and again, especially when you're consistent with your workout. Okay. That's stability and why I recommend stability over lots of stretching. What about post-workout? Shouldn't we stretch post-workout? In our workouts, you'll notice that we don't do a lot of passive stretching after our workouts. We do lots of active mobility, breath work, and relaxation. Stretching post-workouts is kind of one of those things that at this point is probably more tradition than based in solid science. In my opinion, 
I think the conventional wisdom is that you should stretch to avoid tightness after your workouts, avoid your muscles tightening up because you just contracted your muscles in your workouts and maybe help your body recover faster. I think also the conventional wisdom is that stretching lengthens your muscles, which again is probably not the case, right? You're probably not mechanically lengthening your muscles with stretching. So stretching can also actually increase muscle damage, especially if you're doing really intense stretches, stretching can increase muscle damage, which actually might delay the recovery from your workouts. So it might actually sometimes be counterproductive to do really intense stretches after your workouts. And like we talked about earlier, it's probably not what's going to prevent tightness because tightness is a mechanism from your nervous system when your nervous system feels unstable and unsafe and like there's inflammation there. So if you did a really hard workout, just stretching after your workout is not probably not going to reduce the soreness that you feel later. It's probably not going to accelerate your recovery. It's probably not going to reduce your tightness because the damage has been done from your workout, right? So just trying to stretch and apply that Band-Aid likely isn't going to do much. What we do post-workout is attempt to calm the nervous system because remember the nervous system is what is dictating your feelings of mobility. The nervous system, when your nervous system feels safe and stable, your range of motion improves and tightness improves. You also may recover better when your nervous system transitions from that state of fight or flight, which exercise is often putting you into, which isn't a bad thing, but we just want to come out of that into rest, digest, and heal. We want to stimulate our parasympathetic nervous system so that you can actually benefit from your workouts. Because remember, workouts are the stress. When you allow your nervous system to do its thing, that's when you actually see results. So you see results from the recovery, not from the workout itself. So you have to have both. So this is why at the end of our workouts, you'll, we do breath work, we do easy mobility and final relaxation. All of these things, even though it takes like three to five minutes, will likely have a bigger impact on your mobility, on your perceived tightness and on your recovery than stretching because of its effects on your nervous system. So I often get the question, yeah, but I really like stretching. Like it feels really good. Can I still add it? I think gentle stretching post-workout is totally fine. If it relaxes you, if you enjoy it, again, I don't recommend doing stretching before any kind of activity, but I don't think that it's super necessary. And I think that stability, mobility, or even meditation to calm the nervous system would probably be a better use of your time. If your goal is to improve range of motion and improve your overall feeling of freedom in your body and in your joints. So if you want to add a little bit of gentle stretching, again, I would say instead of trying to yank your body into, into really aggressive stretches, think like maybe 20% stretch. So not big, and you can even move fluidly from one position to another and breathe, really think about getting deep with your breath. I think that that, if that feels like it calms you down and feels good, I think that there can be some benefit to that. So if you like that and you want to keep that in your routine, I think that's fine. I would add it at the end of your workout if you'd like, or at the end of your day, anytime you're meditating, something like that. Now, I never want you to be afraid of any movement. We talked about stretching in this way today, but if you're stretching consistently and you're not feeling any better, you may try working on stability instead and see how that affects your body instead of a lot of aggressive stretching. Okay. I hope this was interesting today. Thank you all for listening. Again, this is rare that I (laughs) delete and reload a podcast, but I feel so much better about this episode than my first iteration. So thank you all for listening and being here. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.